0: Hey, 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 what's going on, people? Welcome back to the Rotobomb Podcast. It's Sunday morning, so we're talking DFS. Um, But it is week 14, first week of the playoffs. A lot of people out there playing for their lives. Uh, So just so you know it's coming. Uh, I will do a rankings update for you seasonal folks. Uh, Should be done around 11 a.m. No, you know, don't expect any major changes. Obviously, we'll be taking Brandon Cooks out, uh, moving Kiki Kuti up, uh, moving Hanson up. And we'll talk about those guys uh, actually in a second. Um, So it's a busy morning i'm a tired guy but uh i i got a decent night's sleep last night so i'm doing all right Uh, i have not had as much time as i want um or as i wanted um to spend like just evaluating the slate Uh, but i know what i'm doing so really uh this is gonna be a quick podcast probably 20 minutes maybe even less um then again who knows (laughs) we know i like to chat um but I'm just basically going to take you guys through where I'm at, um, and if that gives you a little bit of uh, clarity, if that gives you an idea or two of what you can do, great. Um, you know, there are a handful of games, maybe almost exactly a handful of games, that I do want to um, get involved in on this slate. So that's that's where we're going to focus. When I'm done with those five games, um, we'll go through some individual plays, uh, and we'll get you guys out of here. Um, so... A couple interesting things about uh, this slate. Um, I should have this off the top of my head. Shame on me for not losing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen games on the main slate. Um, and you've got a pretty nice divide between um, Uh, early and late with six late games so if you're a late swapper there's a lot of opportunity for you there um i'm not a particularly skilled late swapper so i don't know how aggressive i'll be but certainly it's something to think about this week because there's so much uh late action um and the games that I like, I've got three in the morning, uh, three in the afternoon, or three in the early afternoon, three, uh, three in the early afternoon, two in the late afternoon. Um, let's start with the first game uh, that I'm interested in, and it's this is sort of a late bloomer, um, because the Brandon Cooks information for me, makes makes this game more appealing, not less, because now. You know, I can just sort of go after Watson as sort of a bet on talent stack. um and you know, you get into, well, what do I really want to bring back here? And I think Montgomery at sixty five hundred is a pretty good bring back if we assume that the cooks, you know, Injury helps the Bears. If this thing is now almost dead even, the Bears can, you know, come with a, a run-based approach. They'll probably do pretty well with Montgomery. They may be able to build a lead. If that happens, then the Houston side is looking pretty good. Um, and it's really easy to stack Watson, right? You, you know, I mean, he's a little pricey at 76, but now we can bring in. Yeah, and, and everybody's going to be on Kiki Kuti at 5K. Nothing wrong with stacking Kiki Kuti at 5K. But you could you know, leverage Kiki because I think everybody's going to be on him now. Play Hansen at 39 and Aikens at 29. I think that's a really interesting GPP stack. Um, I don't think it's going to be that owned. So um, I think there's a lot of ways you could go about uh, stacking this game for me, um, I think you could go with either quarterback, but I think at this point I like Watson. I'm probably going to create a couple Watson lineups, uh, and probably that's going to be it. Um, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm doing the Trubisky thing this week. Not that it doesn't have merit. I just don't think I'm going to be building enough lineups to get there. Um, now I'm not really stacking the Kansas City Miami game, but I like. Uh, really, you know, I think Kelsey is a decent one off if you can find a lineup where you can fit the cost in in a way that you're comfortable with. Um, you know, I mean, Kelsey is one of those things this week where if you play Kelsey, it's almost certainly going to cost you somewhere else. So you, you really have to sort of look at what that transaction is. So if I put Kelsey in, what do I have to accept to get there kind of a thing? Who do I have to give up and who do I have to force in? Uh, but if you can find a lineup that you like with Kelsey, I love him. And I think just sort of as a raw play at 7400 you know i mean kelsey's basically like what you know he's like a top five wide receiver the numbers he's putting up so the number in and of itself is not a problem um it's it's what it does to your lineup construction you just sort of have to pay attention and sort of look at it from both angles um I love tyreek hills to play this week we talked about it in the rankings he's getting targeted so much um and i think miami is a um you know, a matchup where they're probably going to, I mean, they could run, but they haven't shown enough volume running where I'm worried about Mahomes not throwing. And I mean, if Hill gets less than 10 targets in this game, to me, it would be surprising. Um, but the next game that I like as a game is Minnesota, um, at Tampa Bay. Um, you know, first of all, I mean, mostly I like it from the Tampa Bay side because I think Minnesota's a great matchup. They'll be traveling. I think I think Brady's going to have a good day. I like stacking this game from the Brady side. I uh, don't like Kirk Cousins nearly as much just because I just feel like there's so much that can go wrong with Cousins. Um, but, uh, you know, from a pure volume standpoint, if we've got the game projection right, I do think that um, Justin Jefferson and Thielen can hit. Um You know, I just, you know, I I mean, you can make an argument for Cousins. He is my thirteenth quarterback, sixty-two. You do save some money. I just feel like even if Cousins has a good volume day, he's still going to make enough mistakes uh, to bring his score down. He's not going to give you anything with his feet. um, You know, and really for like, what what is it, an extra seven hundred bucks? I get to Brady, so I just rather play Brady. Um, And when it comes to stacking Brady. Uh, Antonio Brown's the piece I want to use I like the price uh, I think people will be off him because he finally came down with targets going into the buy but I think the buy gives them a chance to you know I think this is sort of the week for AB it's if he doesn't work this week then I think he's in some trouble but I think this is a week to at least in GPP's uh, I think the Brady AB stack works and, you know the Brady Evans stack can work the Brady Godwin stack can work the Brady Gronk stack can work um, you know, and you can double, I think you can double stack Brady. I think the volume and the, you know, the potential touchdowns uh, merit that approach. Uh, but I do think that, you know, you could do double bringbacks on Brady too. You sort of access the good part of Kirk Cousins through his receivers uh, and then play Brady with, I, I think the guy I'm going to go with is AB. But I may make multiple lineups here and try out Brady in a couple ways because I feel like Brady's floor is really high this week. Now, granted brady has shown us age where you never know when he might just not play well but you know to me he's shown enough in plus matchups to trust him this week vegas has him at 30 uh that's another positive um so i like that game the only person who's a big name in that game who i'm really off i think Rojo's a good play um if you want to leverage brady um because he could be popular maybe a little brady and a little rojo you could play them together too it's not outrageous to do it um I think that would be more of a small-field, single-entry kind of play. Um, So there's a lot to like in this game. I'm not on Cook, though, just because I think the matchup is tough. You know, in GPPs, you know, you could roster Cook. If you can find a way to make that work, you know, I think the ownership is going to be down, and certainly Cook can hit in any situation. But Tampa Bay has been tough enough. Um, And I think they're going to score enough where Minnesota's going to have to throw. And I feel like Cook is going to do well, but for him to pay off at that number is not easy. Uh, I'd I'd rather be in the Derrick Henry business uh, and save myself $700. Um, But we'll talk about that. Well, actually, let's talk about that right now. Um, So... Titans Jacksonville. I talked about this on Twitter yesterday. Um, and apologies, apologies to my guy Randall if I was short with him. I, I wasn't trying to be short. Um, Randall Memphis Young. He's a good man. Um, but I was just trying to make a very specific point. If you were watching that thread, um, and that is that we know Henry is really good in the second half of the season. But what I've seen when I went down and looked at the individual games is I we have not seen him fail yet in a game where the Titans have won. So any game that the Titans have won in the second half of the season, Henry has pretty much smashed. So unless you think Jacksonville is going to win, I think Henry's probability of having a smash week is even better than some people think it is. So I am not going to do a full fade on Henry. So this sort of a, a there's two sides to this. He's going to be heavily owned. So I do think that leveraging against Henry makes some sense, because you don't need him to flop, you just need him to not hit. So, you know, I do think that outcome is there, say, 100 yards and a touchdown, right? Which is a good week, but at 8,700, if Henry comes in, say, at 21 points, it might not kill the people who rostered him, but it certainly doesn't kill you if you're playing against those teams. So I think... You know, mixing up leveraging Henry and playing Henry in your GPP lineups makes a lot of sense, at least it does to me. Um, AJ Brown, I might sprinkle in some of him. I'm worried about that high ankle sprain. Um, it's sort of tough. I'm caught between you know, Corey Davis is sort of point chasey, I get that, but I save money and he's the healthier player. Um, and with Humphreys out and with you know, you know, Janu is going to play, but I don't think he's 100%. You know, it's. I think one of these receivers is going to hit. Now, it's possible that Tennessee can win this game without going to the air much, but against Jacksonville, they're so defenseless through the air. I have trouble believing that someone isn't going to hit for Tennessee in the passing game. And I have Tannehill ranked as a QB1 just because I think his floor is good. I do think he lacks ceiling, though. Like, the idea that Tennessee is going to have to throw, like, you know, 40 times in this game is a little bit of a stretch. I think you're you're probably looking at an efficient 25 to 30 pass attempts where Tannehill can hit 20 points and maybe add a couple. That's that's sort of the way I see it. And then on top of that, I think Henry Henry probably has a, a, a real strong game here, north of 100 yards, one to two scores, you know, with the potential to maybe knock the lid off the thing and just go ham. Um, and so if you decide... To stack Tennessee or to play Henry, um, I think you can. You could go double running backs in this game. They, they're both high floor. Or you could bring back Shark, which I think makes a little bit more sense. You, you save over 2K off of James Robinson, um, and you're playing into a game environment, right? Tennessee gets way ahead. They're hammering Henry. Jacksonville's trying to come from behind, going after Shark. Um, now... I do think you could... I think there's also some merit here for simply just playing the part of Tennessee you like and just fading Jacksonville. Because I do think, you know, there's a possibility here that Jacksonville just tries to lose. I mean, they're tanking, you know. Jacksonville's the one team that can really challenge the Jets in this Lawrence lottery, right? So... You know, I do think just playing the Tennessee side here has merit, um, but if you want to do a game stack, I think you can bring back Shark or Robinson and, um, you know, I think your sound uh, from a game theory standpoint. Uh, the next game I like is the Jets uh, in Seattle. Now, obviously the Seattle side of this is going to hit, Um, there's a lot of things I like in this game. First of all, I like the Seattle defense at 3K. I think that's a really good play. They'll probably be sort of chalky, I would think. Um, But I think Wilson's got high floor here. I don't see how he can't throw a couple of TDs against the Jets. It could be one of these things where Russ throws two, you know, uh, two touchdowns in the first quarter two more in the second quarter and then only puts up like another five points the rest of the way um, so he could you know Russ Wilson put up 30 points in the first half if, if things go well it's just a question of how do the touchdowns occur you know are the Jets savvy enough to push people out inside the 10 <laughs> and the running backs are getting scores or are they just going to get beaten now my 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 personal feeling of the Jets is they're just going to get beaten like the dogs that they are. Uh, And I think DK Metcalf could have a couple long ones here. It's also possible that Lockett just destroys them. Um, You know, either Metcalf or Lockett could have three touchdowns in the first half. They could split them. You could lose and the touchdowns could go elsewhere. There's a lot of scenarios here. But I think at the bare minimum for me, like if I'm making 10 lineups, you know, I'm going to have a Wilson stack with DK, maybe two, and I'm going to have a, um, a Wilson with Lockett lineup. up. It's real easy to bring back Perryman at the bare minimum there. If Crowder is out, um, when I started recording, I did not have any information on Crowder. I'm going to double check it right now, like while we're talking here. Um, but Crowder is obviously a key because if we have access to a 3K Barrios man, that's pretty good stuff. I mean, I like a 3K Baxton Berrios because he's really, uh, Berrios has been showing us um, a target range that's really consistently in that 6-8 to range. So I really like him um, if he's going to be playing. So I'm looking for some more information uh, on Jamison Crowder. And I'm still not getting anything Fresh on that, so we're we're still gonna have to wait. Unfortunately, that is gonna be a late game, so the Jets could be something we're swapping into um, versus something we're preloading. Um, but I really do think that that uh, this game has one-off plays. I think. Perryman or Barrios in the no uh, Crowder scenario are both reasonable sort of one-off paydowns. I think game stacking with Darnold in large field GPPs, like playing Darnold, Perryman, and Barrios, which then opens up all kinds of you know possibilities to get multiple studs into your lineup. You know, if you don't mind rolling the, the dice, because obviously that thing can just be broken completely. But if it hits, you're in like really good shape. Um, and then I like the idea of Wilson stacks bringing back a cheap jet, a cheap jet to offset you know the the premium nature of the the Wilson stacks because you're paying a lot on both ends of that stack and then I think you know you building a Carson lineup uh to leverage um the passing game that can make sense too he's a little priced up at 69 but I think there's some GPP merit in that um moving down this is the last game we'll talk about and then we'll get to the plays um you know Green Bay is just going to you know, just annihilate Detroit. Um, Detroit is defenseless. They don't have any cornerbacks. The one thing they might be able to do is slow the game down and control it a little bit by running. Um, But, you know, if Swift is the running back, I don't think they're going to put him in a high-volume situation. Um... You know, I, I like I like Roger Stacks bringing back either Swift, although the thing about bringing back Swift is you are paying 6500 for a guy whose floor is shaky. We don't know what they're going to do with Swift. I love the upside, but there's certainly risk, right? So, you know, I think it, it, it takes some guts to use Swift as the bring back, but there really is some upside in doing so. Because if he happens to get 20 touches, Whew, he could have a big day here. Uh, and I think Hawkinson is another guy where the floor is good. I don't think a lot of people are going to play Hawkinson this week. So if you're game stacking, I think you end up with, you know, an original lineup just by bringing back Hawkinson or Swift, really, for that matter. And on the Rogers side, there's a lot of ways to go. I mean, you could stack him with Jones if you wanted to. Obviously, the Rogers adams stack is going to be very popular. You're going to need to find a way to differentiate the rest of your lineup a little bit. But I think... Uh, leveraging against um, Adams and stacking Rodgers and Tanyan. Tanyan's been looking good. Um, and with, um, I mean, you know, this sounds like a small thing, but Jay Sternberger is out. Um, and you know what, I'm just going to pull this up because I want to say Sternberger's been playing about 20% of the snaps, uh, but I just want to make sure that I'm giving real information on that. But he has had a role, you know, regardless of what the numbers say. Um, he's been getting a little bit. Um yeah, so he must have gotten dinged last week. He only played 5% last week. But if you look at the weeks before that, uh, it's, it's even more than that. 23, 27, 31, 27, 37. You know, Sternberger was getting some juice. Um, you know, just enough to be a factor. If we assume that even half of those snaps are going to go to Tanyan, that should put Tanyan in that 70-80% area. And I think that just makes him a lot. Lock- uh, tight end one play this week, and I think it makes him a nice stack with Rogers. Uh, it opens up some other possibilities, you know, by not using um, the expensive options. And you're not—it's not like throwing a hail mary, like you are with MVS, who is obviously strictly a GPP play. But you know, if you're the kind of person who's throwing out thirty lineups and you're you're a riverboat gambler, um, a Rogers MVS stack could go a long way if it hits. Obviously, I think it hits. Roughly twenty percent of the time. Um, so those are the those are the games that I'm really working off most heavily. I don't think they're the only games you can get involved in. You know, if you like Atlanta um, uh, Chargers, I can sort of see that. If you're buying into, you know, Denver having a good day against Carolina, you know, I guess I could sort of see that. If you're buying into Kyler Murray being healthy this week, he's had a full week of practice. You think maybe Kyler's going to break out. Well, that could make the giant Arizona game interesting. There are other things out here you could get involved in, but the ones that I broke down, those are the ones that I like the most. That That's where my money's going to be this week. Okay, with that, um, I'm going to take about five minutes here and just give you, just sort of breaking them down by position this time. Um, as Adam Levitan likes to say, the Kama Sutra portion uh, of the show, position by position. Um so where should we start? Um we'll start with quarterbacks. For me it's a pretty short list. I'm looking at a lot of Brady a lot of Brady stacks, a lot of Rodgers stacks maybe some Mahomes, probably some Watson. Like I said, I'm more on Watson now after Cooks went out because it was to me he was always going to be a bet-on-talent kind of play anyway, and now I can pay down and open up stuff in other areas. So I'm open-minded to those Watson stacks now. Those are going to probably be my four quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure. At tight end, I like the idea of getting to Kelsey if I can. Um, I will be stacking uh, Hawkinson when I can. Um, Obviously, You know, Hawkinson will probably be like a bring back um, on those Rodgers stacks. Um, But, you know, I think uh, Tanyan also, you could stack him with Rodgers and go a different way. I like that. I think Noah Fant is a reasonably good play with some upside, some ceiling this week. Hunter Henry is in a good situation this week. I think paying down to like a Logan Thomas makes sense. But I think paying down even further and going all the way to Aikens at 2,900 could end up being the play of the week. The only problem is that... If people haven't figured it out by now, they're going to hear about it this morning, I think. Um, the one positive with Akins is that he was chalky the last couple weeks. People played him, and they've gotten burned so bad that that may hold down his ownership. Meanwhile, if you were listening to us, we've been telling you, he is not a good matchups. He wasn't going to hit the last couple weeks. He really could this week. So I think paying down to Akins at 29 makes a lot of sense. Um, moving over to receiver, I you know, there's a look. I could easily give you 20 names I am more than willing to consider. The guys most likely to be in my lineups, the big dogs who I just love, um, you know, Devontae, Tyreek. I think DK Metcalf could come in a little under-owned because people are paying up to other guys. And I think his, you know... I, you know, look, he's probably got like a 30% chance of like hitting where he just annihilates the Jets. And then I think, you know, there's another 30% where he just does pretty well, doesn't necessarily pay off, but doesn't hurt you. And then there's a situation where it just doesn't go his way, maybe one third of the time, something like that, where he's going to hurt you. Uh, But in GPPs, I feel like his ceiling is so high. That some 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 you know stacks with Wilson or even, even some one-offs if you can't afford Russ, I think makes some sense. Uh, I love Jefferson and Thielen this week. I'm going to try playing them together. I'm going to try mixing them around but I'm going to have a ton of Jefferson and Thielen exposure. Um, I'm, I plan on having some Robbie Anderson exposure, some Corey Davis exposure. We talked about Antonio Brown. I think he's sort of the guy with the right price tag and the right role this week for me. If I'm going to be stacking Brady, I'm probably going to put him with Brown more often than not, uh, I think Brandon Ayuk just from a cost consider point of view has some upside at fifty four hundred units. I wouldn't go crazy, but I think some you know one off exposure to Ayuk is okay. Um, and I you know I really like Perryman on the Jets at thirty nine, um, and I really like um, the other Texans guys. Now Kuti, absolutely a good play at five K, but I think Hanson at thirty nine could prove to be even better, just because I don't think as many people will be on it, and I think it has just as good a chance at hitting. Um, And then Berrios on the Jets I think is a phenomenal 3K paydown. He's not going to give you like a 30-point game, probably can't even hit 25, but he he has an outside chance of hitting 20 at the stone minimum. That's pretty good. But again, the key with Berrios is he's not going to be worth as much if Crowder is active. That's a very important thing, and and we may not know that at lineup lock at 1 o'clock. Okay. Anything we missed? We hit tight ends. We hit oh running backs. Hello. How you doing? um I, Most of the stuff we've hit. I'm on Derrick Henry this week. Probably going to have forty to fifty percent exposure, maybe more. Uh, I like Aaron Jones uh, as a way to leverage um, some of the other Packers. I like James Robinson. I don't know how much I'll have of him, but I like him. I like Eckler for fi- five hundred less at seven K. I think Chris Carson is a leverage play. You know. Potential problem, sure, but in GPPs, I think he's a nice leverage play. I think Montgomery is well priced, high floor, but also has ceiling. Uh, Zeke Elliott, probably a little bit of an underrated play. Again, this thing with his leg, as I talked about on the show, it's more of a bruise than like a pull or, you know, a, a, a tear. So I think as long as he's free of the pain, it's probably a non-issue. So I think 18-plus touches for Zeke is likely, uh, and he's priced down at 6600 So in GPPs, I don't see any reason not to play Zeke a little. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, same kind of thing. Some floor problems, but plenty of ceiling. I like Wayne Gallman a lot this week. I think Henry and Gallman may be my, you know, maybe Montgomery. Those are probably going to be my most owned uh, running backs. But I think DeAndre Washington for Miami, I don't love him. You know, I think in seasonal, he's maybe not as good a play as people think, but remember, 4K is the stone minimum for a running back. So, you know, I'm definitely going to get some exposure to Washington because it's going to open up some ways to differentiate my exposures, right? Um, I think DeAndre Swift is a really good GPP play, but just be careful about the exposure level because it could be really disappointing. So, like, you know, for me, I think maybe. 20% Twenty percent exposure to DeAndre Swift, maybe a little less, but I want some Swift. Uh, J. D. McKissick is a floor play. You know, I was, I, you know, I was really looking on having some McKissick, but I think Washington has sort of taken the place of McKissick for me because I think it's basically the same play. The shape is a little bit different. Uh, Washington probably has a little more ceiling because maybe he could get some touchdowns, but. I think they're similar plays, and I saved 900 bucks going to Washington. Um, okay, anything else? Um, uh, oh, oh defenses yeah that's what I'm missing um you know I think you can pretty much pick your defense by the amount of money you have left um I I do like the Seahawks at 3k if I can get up to them I think the Saints are a really good play if you want to get all the way up to 3,800 it's not that easy to do this week uh if you want to pay down all the way I think the Eagles are the move at 22 and I think there's a lot of mid-range uh defenses Bucks at 29 um uh, the Giants at twenty six. Um, you know, are pretty pretty good play. They're home. They've been playing well. Um, Washington football team. Um, going up against you know Mullins. Um, you can get them all the way. Well, twenty eight hundred, not all the way down. Um, the Cowboys are gonna be playing. Obviously, a really bad quarterback. They're twenty four hundred. They're a bad defense. But you know. Um. Anything else? Did I mention the Bucks? Bucks are in a good spot. Um. You know, they're home. They've got a great defense. I do think Minnesota's a good offense, so um, that's why uh, you get a little bit of a, a price break there. So there's a lot of places you can put your money. Um, you know, I do think if you pay all the way down to Philly, you probably give up some upside, but all you need is to, if they get, if they get rock Taysom Hill a couple, t- t- couple times, I could pay off. So I don't think finding a defense is hard this week. There's nothing that really screams, like you got to play these guys. Um, and again, I think The one I want to get to is the Seahawks. I don't know how much I'm actually going to get there. I still have to build about half of my lineups. Um, So, got this done pretty quickly. I hope that uh, the 27 minutes of analysis gave you a little bit... uh, of something to chew on, give you some ideas. Um, sorry I'm not as totally locked in this week as normal, but man, this week was a big time suck. Had a lot going on. Um, really looking forward to next week. Really looking forward to these playoff games that we've all got going on. I really, I'm, you know, we had, I, by the end of the week we were looking at about 65-70% of our normal traffic, which means a lot of you guys uh, are, you know, still in it. You're playing either this week or, or you're playing next week. So I'm just praying that we're still over 50% next week. So come on guys go out there and win or gallus whatever <laughs> um let's 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 make some semifinals. let's have some fun in week 15 so with that uh do your due diligence get all your lineups set um, I do think this is a week to continue to correlate. Maybe not thick game stacks, maybe more one-offs. Uh, some of these games, because they're unbalanced, a bring-back is not a mandatory thing to do. You can sort of think about it. Um, and I think targeted one-offs are more in play this week than they've been in prior weeks. But I still think there's a strong benefit to stacking a quarterback um, and you know to correlating where it works out. Um, and you know the one thing I haven't mentioned is I do think that there are a couple ways to do some, especially in like small field tournaments this week, you can do some roster blocks. Like, you know, if Crowder uh, is out, I think you can play Berrios and Perryman together uh, and sort of capture a lot of statistics there. I think, as I mentioned before, you can play the two Minnesota receivers together. I mean, you're risking game script going the wrong way, but in a GPP, what the heck? I think that has a chance to hit. Um, And I'm going to be messing around my exposures to a lot of these receivers Um, But really the guys I want to get a a, a lot of action on uh, are Those Minnesota guys and then the Jets if that whole thing breaks out correctly Um, So have a good time with this build some fun lineups Uh, be aggressive focus on ceiling ceiling is so important on a week like this Don't settle make sure you're looking at as many different angles as you can Uh, and hopefully uh, We'll make some money so uh, onward upward There is a rankings update that's coming up uh, probably in about an hour. Uh, And for those of you who have not donated to the site, uh, if you love Rotobond, you can keep us strong by sending us a donation. Best place to do it is on the Rotobond homepage at rotobond.com in the upper right. Uh, Best of luck to everybody today. Let's go get this thing. Oh, and again, shoot for the upside. The song you hear in the background, I used it intentionally. Starman, we got to find those stars this week. Don't settle for a bunch of low-cost guys. Make sure you're building enough ceiling in your lineup. Use those low-cost guys to find more ceiling. Anyway, onward, upward, go get them. Giddy up. Is a